Welcome to the Lisa Wexler Show podcast. Think of it like a magazine or a box of chocolates. You never know what you'll get. From politics to pop culture, healthcare to legal issues, it's all here. And my behind-the-wheel chats are personal observations created especially for you on podcast only. Enjoy. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more, with Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. One of the stories that we've been covering for a long time and we will continue to cover are, um, are the consequences of policy that is largely propelled by an organization called Desegregate Connecticut that wants to change zoning, that wants to preempt a lot of local zoning and have different things come from Hartford. There are a lot of bills now making their way through legislatures. It is confounding. It is confusing. It is uh, bewildering to many people who are environmentalists that um, one side of the political aisle seems so intent on voting yes for so many of these policies when the reality is that they're going to have a substantial impact on our environment, on our coastal areas, on our fragile ecosystems, on the birds and the wildlife. And digging into the details of this, I saw a pretty compelling piece, uh, a statement written by Dan Lent, our next guest. And Dan is going to tell us about how he personally became involved in this issue and his thoughts on all of this. Dan Lent, welcome to the Lisa Wexler Show today. Hello. Good morning. Hi. How are you? Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Sure. So, Dan, tell us a little bit, what do you do for a living and what position did you hold in terms of policymaking in, the, in Hartford about all of this? Where were you on all of this? Right. So for background, I'm a, a science guy, a physics degree, and I also have an English degree. So two undergrads and I have a law degree and I'm a, I'm a patent attorney for work. But I've also, I've always been an environmental activist. So I just want to, you know, be clear about that. I'm, I'm very pro-environment. Um, I used to, in law school, we, um, we would do Clean Water Act citizen suits and um, try to help uh, the underserved communities um, because I mean everyone knows you know where is where are the where are your incinerators where are your um, uh, landfills are usually in in neighborhoods where you know, underserved communities are 
Um, so I was really attracted to that, and I, and I had a, actually had a, a uh, environmental law professor who read who read us that book, The Lorax. Remember that? He, he read oh, it in yes. class. And I was really okay. Not only you know, hold on, Dan. I must yeah. interrupt you. Not only do I remember it, but. Melissa Shekatov, our morning gal here at WICC, she calls me the Lorax. That's what she's named me. I'm apparently the Lorax. Anyway, continue. Right. And, yes. and, you know, the yeah. Lorax stood for the trees. And, uh, yes. you know, and I have, I like to plant trees. I like to keep, I, I have a, a good amount of land where I have a lot of trees for the carbon footprint. And so, you know, I, I always considered myself an environmentalist. And, and, and in Connecticut, you know, typically... You know, the average person, you know, doesn't want to increase pollution. Um, you know, we, we see the terrible problems we have, and I just wanted to, to highlight some of them. I mean, for example, I spend a lot of time in Black Rock Harbor. Black Rock Harbor is terribly polluted because all of the sewage from Trumbull and Bridgeport um, goes to that, well, most of it goes to that plant, and it's outdated. So basically every time it rains, it overflows, and you get really? lost yeah, you get. We you still get, have raw sewage coming into harbors. We don't have treatment plants that capture it all. Right. Well, it's outdated. And what happened was there were lawsuits, Clean Water Act, and and they're, they they've been forced to make a plan to upgrade it. But you know how government works. Nobody wants to, you know, pay for things like sewage treatment plants. I mean, right now, actually, the Biden administration has just made a new program where, believe it or not, down south they still don't even have you know, what we have in terms of sewage. And so they just, they allocated a lot of money to build um, new plants that the people never even had uh, proper sewers down in some of these states like Mississippi and whatnot. So, yeah, so, I mean, it's an ongoing thing, you know, like all infrastructure, it it wears out and and it needs to be built to capacity. And when you have a much, you know, you have less sewage going into it in the past or, you know, it, it just... It's not a good thing. So basically, Black Rock Harbor right now is so bad that when the Army Corps of Engineers came to dredge the channel to keep it, you know, uh, deep enough for ships, the the dredge was so contaminated with heavy metals and, and other contaminants that they don't even know where they could put this dredge. So they might have to dig a big um, hole in the harbor and dump dump this dredge in there and and try to seal it up with a cap. Um, just to put it in context, that's how bad it is. And when, every time it rains, you'll see Fairfield Beach right next door is often closed all through the summer. Um, and, you know, and it's bad in Norwalk, too, uh, the same kind of thing going on in Norwalk. And the further you get west in the sound, um, the worse it gets. Save the Sound puts out a report card, and you can go. Anyone who's curious can look. Obviously, when you're way out east by the ocean, you know, it's it's not as polluted. But it, it's 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 still really bad. And the other thing that happens is we don't even know where a lot of the point sources, you know, like people would put old pipes in, like in Bridgeport, and they would run down here and there, and they end up in the Sound. Um, and they don't they haven't even cataloged all those. They don't even know, you know, where that runoff goes or what what pipe is where. So it's you know, like it's a mess. It, it used to be a lot. It, it, it's still bad. I mean, it used to be even worse. Um, but um, so I mean, they're making some progress. But the point is, take a town like Trumbull, where if you want to put tie more houses to the sewer system, you would have to upgrade that Bridgeport plant um, because it can't handle what it already has. And, and, you know, and this is not a, 
a political thing. This is just, you know, it's like it's like electricity, like providing electricity to houses. It's not a political thing. You know, sewage is really, it's just a basic thing that, um, you know, everyone needs to be handled properly. So what's concerning, to get to the point here, is that, you know, there's bills now. There, there was this House Bill 1001 in April where they want to change the definitions. Now, typically, it's easy to understand if you have... Well, well, just stepping back, normally we have sewers, which go down to a wastewater treatment plant like the West End one in Bridgeport, or you can have a septic system at your house where Mm -hmm. you basically have a septic tank and and infiltrators leaching fields. So the the waste gets divided into water and sludge, and then every once in a while you get it pumped out, and that pump out goes down to the wastewater treatment plant. So when you, when the septic tank guy comes, that's that's where he brings it. So it still yes. ends up there, but yes. not as not as much. So anyway, so we have for, for for many years we have definitions and we have the the state DEP, the Department of Environmental Protection, usually handles over 7500 gallon per day. These are large commercial systems and the smaller um, residential systems, which are usually, it goes by bedroom. So usually it's about 250 gallons a bedroom. It's like a person. So a four person, okay. you know, it's like a thousand gallon a day a probably is what your septic tank, you know, around there. So that was, that was handled by a, um, the Department of Health in your, in your town. Like you may have a local sanitarian in your town. And, and as part of those regulations, the 7,500 was sort of the defining line. And when you go to the EPA, they also use that same threshold. And if you're bigger than that, you're considered a commercial system because you'd have about 20, you know, say houses on it at 10,000 um, gallons, or, or you might have an apartment building with 20 um, people in it, and you'd be at 10,000 gallons. So, you know, all this was pretty, you know, standard stuff. But what what I think happened is obviously, I mean, not saying anything politically or just it's just a fact. Outside developers from out of state have a business model where they want to come into states like Connecticut. They want to relax the zoning, build. They want to make um, one of the groups wants only a quarter of an acre max lot size. Nobody in Connecticut should be able to have more than a quarter wow. of an acre. Which and and you know, and, yeah. and, and 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 you know that people are surprised when they hear that, but that they say that things like. You know, you're privatizing parkland and, and this or that. It should be, oh, nobody should have more than a quarter of an acre. Um, so they've just arbitrarily decided on that, you know, and, and that's not really how it works. Towns um, usually decide on their, you know, what's best for a town. Like I live in Easton. Our town supplies, um, it's kind of a rural town, an old farm town. And we a third of the town is, is preservation land because we have two enormous reservoirs and we supply right. the water to Fairfield County. So it's important um, to, to not have that clean. water be polluted. Right. There's That's all right. kinds of, I mean, I don't know if you follow this, but all around the whole world, you know, there, there's all kinds of water supply issues. I mean, China, for example, is in the news. They don't have any water. I mean, so that's why they're trying to buddy up with Russia to get access to the water uh, that Russia has. But, I mean, it's, it's in, 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 even in the United States and in, in Arizona and the Southwest, there just isn't enough water. We went through a drought here in Connecticut where people were getting concerned about our typical um, 
you know, arrangements we have with, with and they wanted to reallocate some of our reservoir water and this and that. So, you know, obviously as you build up population, you build more houses, you're going to need more water. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. We're chatting with Dan Lent, who has written, this is what Dan Lent recently wrote. I was on State Senator Christine Cohen's sewage working group which made recommendations to the Economic Development Committee in the fall of 2022. I attempted to dissent from the recommendations, but was denied any record of my dissent. Robert Rule's orders weren't followed, and the working group was a farce. Overall, they simply want to gut our current health and safety regulations regarding sewage to enrich greedy developers. Now, Dan Lent, that really got my attention that that's what you wrote. What went on during the sewage working group? Why weren't they paying attention to the science? Well, I don't know. I mean, that's why I'm concerned and I wanted to bring it to people's attention because, you know, I signed up for this sewage working group and Basically, all it was was a hand-waving exercise where they showed up with their agenda, um, you know, with Zoom meetings. They wouldn't let anybody talk, and they basically just said, this is what we're doing, and this is what we're going to recommend. So by the, by the And then it came down to – I was always like, well, when is the deadline? When do we need to make this right? And they, and they never said. And then a week before the deadline, which was in the last November, they said, oh, here are the recommendations, and, and we all agree to this, right? And I, and I said, well, first of all, as a matter of procedure, like, you need time to consider any bill or any rec- so I mean th- there isn't enough time to read through all this and, and and people other people agreed with that but they said oh no we have to meet this deadline and then so so the senator Christine Cohen I think she's from Guilford um, I don't think she has a science background either you know she just pushed through this thing and basically what it is it's redefining definition so that they can avoid the regulatory framework framework because I think everyone, they've realized that the septic tank re- regulations and the, and you know the the minimum requirements you need so you need a certain amount of land you need a certain amount of distance from wetlands um, reserve areas for, like that is slowing them down in their quest ah, to, and, okay. you know it, it, it's one of the things that actually like still works you know like it, like I if see. someone comes to your town they want to break zoning there's a couple of things that still work uh, environmentally you know the, the, the water supply issues there was a case in, in Wilton like that um, and then this this septic health, uh, I call it sanitarian issues. So I think they've figured out that this is a real roadblock, so they need to, they need to gut it. And, and by gutting it, in your opinion as a scientist, it's not good for the environment, Dan Lent. Is that what you're saying? Well, not it just my opinion. I sent you the white papers and a, and yep. a bunch of other, uh, you know, it, it, it's just when you contaminate either the surface water or the groundwater or the aquifer, you know, it's it, it, 
you, you don't have potable drinking water, and you can have pathogens and, and, and other things that make you sick. And it's a, you know, it's, it's a big deal um, to have, you know, clean water. And that's why we have, I mean, sometimes th- there are good reasons, right, why we have these, these restrictions. And what they've basically said, just to, in a nutshell, is they want to redefine what a, what a large um, community septic system is and define it so it's really, like, innocuous, where it's still, a, you know, a t- they've increased the 7,500-gallon-a-day threshold to 10,000 gallons a day. I don't know where. I don't know where they came up with that number. We didn't discuss it. Um, you know, they had people from um, water authorities in various towns, but nobody ever what I did notice was that there were a few people speaking up who said, you know, we got to get rid of those, these uh, maximum lot sizes. We have to get rid of these reserve areas. And that's when I really, my red flag went up. I said, wait a minute, like, what, what, how does this have to do with, um, it? Because, because, you know, theoretically, right, there's new technology. If you build a community septic system for 20 houses, it's basically like putting the sewage treatment plant in Bridgeport in your neighborhood, but on a smaller scale. And it would have increased um, new technologies like they can take but they're very expensive first of all and, and, and normally people you know they don't want they don't want to pay you know cost a couple hundred bucks to get your septic hooked out they don't want to be paying thousands of dollars every year to maintain this com- complicated so Dan Lance, let me just let me plant, just which you actually right. you need an operator you need to hire a person who, who, who sits there and operates it so do you think uh, an apartment building uh, under one of these new systems is going to want to pay somebody to make sure that this complicated sewage system is working and then by the way pay for all the you know the parts that break and everything else it's like keeping a machine up it's very expensive so I it was clear as day to me that you know this is what they were doing so I, I, I got concerned and I just want people to know that you know if if this is happening. Um, they're taking typical definitions. I called it Orwellian newspeak, you know, where, they, where bad is good. And this, they're, they're just taking the definitions and gutting them. And, you know, it, it's not like there isn't new technology that might work if it was handled properly, but that's not what they're doing. They're just literally saying, you know what, these normal regulations are a nuisance to our development. We want, and, and like I said, it's been shown that these groups are paid lobbyists. They're getting paid by outside developers. I think the company was RXR. Um, if you look up, if you go on YouTube and you, and you Google desegregate Connecticut comes to Ridgefield, there's a guy who did a whole video about how this is connected um, and to these outside developers. And if I said to you, hey, listen, I think it's a good idea to enrich out-of-state developers by letting them build apartment buildings next to your house, you'd probably say, well, you're crazy, right? So instead of just saying that, they're doing it through the back door this way. I see. And, and it's, you know, that's my opinion from what I've seen. I don't know why anyone else would want to want to handle sewage the wrong way. Right. Um, other than if there's an ulterior motive. Um, you know, but they make arguments that, you know, it's not fair to, to you know, have 
lots that are bigger than a quarter of an acre. And my whole thing is, like, when I drive around Connecticut, there's a lot of Connecticut that's not crowded, and it's very affordable. So, like, my, yes, I know a young couple, they just got a house in Meriden. It's very yep. affordable. Very, you know, there's so a lot like, of Connecticut that's so, very affordable. Yeah, and so yes. Fairfield County is kind of different. Um, yes. And I, because, you know, we ended up, the history is obviously there was a lot of Wall Street people. There were a lot of, you know, rich you know, bankers and say down in Greenwich or whatever. And that's just the way it evolved, you know. And then on the other end of the state, there were farms or this or that. So there's nothing, you know, evil about that or, you know, it's just. Dan, I have to, I want to thank you for coming on the show. Dan Lent, you can read his piece. You can go online, Dan Lent. And I want to thank you for coming on the show and telling us your experience and your views on this. Thank you very much. are you going to, but I know you have some views. I'd love to hear, you know, you expand on this more. Well, I'm wrapping up with news, weather, and traffic at the top of the hour, but we'll continue the conversation. Dan Lent, thank you so much for being on the show. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Thank you for listening. If you liked what you heard, please share it with your friends. And as always, feel free to contact me at Lisa at LisaWexler.com. 